This is Grumpy SEO Guy, episode 33, SEO tactics that don't work anymore because spammers ruined them. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy, and I'm sharing with you the strategies that have helped me successfully run my SEO agency for the last 14 years. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience, discussing tips and strategies, and trying to help you cut through the confusion that permeates this industry. If you listen to this podcast, you will know more about SEO than 99% of people on the planet. Ready? Let's get started. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy. Let me tell you why I'm grumpy today. I'm grumpy today because there's a lot of things that you can't do in SEO anymore because spammers ruined them. In this episode, we're going to talk about what those things are. But before we do that, my lawyer tells me that I have to say this right now. A quick disclaimer before we get started, everything I say here is based on my experience and opinion from 14 years in the industry. I don't officially know how Google or any other search engines work. Everything I say here is hypothetical and based on my experience. This podcast does not constitute advice or services. What worked for me may or may not work for you. Okay, back to the show. So if you listen to this podcast, and you should, you know kind of how the algorithms work because I've explained on numerous episodes the theory and logic behind algorithm updates and what to do so they don't affect you. If you haven't been paying attention or you missed those episodes, I'm going to do a full episode about that in the future. But for now, generally speaking, the thing that we're going to present on this episode is going to be the concept of when a thing is abused by spammers it stops working. And there's probably a better way to say it. Um, But you know what? I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Okay. Let's talk about some of the things that don't work anymore because spammers ruined them. Number one, and this is in no particular order. Anyways, exact match domains. All right, look, 12 years ago, if you wanted to rank for blue widgets, If you bought bluewidgets.com or blue-widgets.com, and I mean a dash, I don't mean the word, I mean B-L-U-E-W-I-D-G-E-T-S.com, you would probably rank for blue widgets. (laughs) Like You got a lot of benefit from having an exact match domain or EMD, which they're sometimes referred to as. But what do you think happened? People realized, oh, hey, I can get an EMD and then I'll rank for my keywords. And then guess what? It stopped working. The search engine said, hey, spammers are taking advantage of this. It's not going to work anymore. And now I'm not saying for sure that this is the case, but I have come across some times when an EMD might actually be penalized. I no longer recommend that you ever get an EMD. So if you're thinking now, well, what domain should I buy? All right, look. The present trend seems to be branding. How many how many companies and famous websites can you think of that are called something that has nothing to do with what they are? I can think of some. I'm not really going to name them. Anyway, the point is if you're trying to think of a domain name right now, just like it can literally be anything, just don't have your keywords in the domain name. If you want to rank for blue widgets, don't buy bluewidgets.com. Buy something else and use that instead. And I don't know if it's still gonna like function this way in the future, but for now, EMDs are bad. Don't use EMDs. What else have spammers ruined? Well, 
I don't know if this necessarily counts, but blog comment spam backlinks. Okay, and I say I don't know if this one counts because this is something that like doesn't even seem natural at all. Like for some of the things we're gonna talk about, for example, EMDs, the argument could be made that it could look organic, okay? If you're selling blue widgets, it might make sense to get bluewidgets.com. Don't get bluewidgets.com, obviously it's not gonna work for you, but it might make sense that you would purchase blue widgets on a website called bluewidgets.com. That might make sense, okay? But blog comment spam, it never, it never made sense, and I'm gonna explain why. Let me explain what this is if you don't know what it is. Okay, you have a blog, right? And there's posts and people can comment on the post, right? And what do you do when you put a comment on a blog? You put your email address and you put your name and you put a link to your website, right? And then you put your comment. Like those are the sections you have to fill in, right? So what did people do? They started writing programs that would post spammy comments on all these blogs and use the URL that they wanted to link to as the URL of the person doing the commenting. So what's the problem with this? Well, there's a couple things. First of all, one of the questions that I ask you on this podcast is, would this ever happen organically? Okay. And by the way, we have a whole episode on this, but if the answer to that question is no, then you probably want to avoid whatever the thing is. Okay. So let's talk about blog comments for a second. Is it possible that you would ever post a blog comment with a link to your site? Of course, of course you might do that. That makes perfect sense. Let me ask you a question. Is it possible that you would ever post a thousand blog comments with a link to your site? No, that would never happen. Nobody would go find a thousand blogs, read the articles, comment on them, and put their website in the section for the comment. That would not happen, okay? So a thousand blog comments is very unnatural. It would not happen. It's spammy. And especially, it wouldn't happen in like a short period of time. These programs that do the blog comment spam, they do it very quickly, okay? By the way, um, that's a good way to negative SEO somebody. I'm not telling you that you should negative SEO anybody. You shouldn't. But that's one way that this process of negative SEO can be done. Anyway, The point is you would never post on a thousand people's blogs in like a short period of time. That wouldn't, that wouldn't even happen. I don't care like how good you are at interneting. That would not, that would not happen. Okay. So super spammy, unnatural. And the search engine said, wait a minute, this is spammy. Okay. Keyword stuffing. Now, All right, you guys, keyword stuffing has been around since like the beginning of search engines because a long, long time ago before Google, the way to rank a website was essentially to keyword stuff it. And I've explained this very precisely on other episodes. So the short version is this. If a search engine has no concept of authority, okay, the only way it can tell relevancy is by seeing how often a keyword appears on a site. If your website talks about blue widgets once and my website talks about blue widgets four times, my website is probably more relevant than yours for blue widgets, okay? So what do you think happened? People just started putting the keywords over and over and over again, blue widgets, blue widgets, like hundreds of times at the bottom of their page, right? And that page would rank number one for blue widgets. Now I'm talking like, this is like early SEO. This was earlier than Google, okay? But anyway, you can't do it anymore. That's why I say don't use what people call SEO content, which is like, 
blue widgets are blue widgets. They are widgets and they are blue. If you have blue widgets and your friends have blue widgets, you can say that you and your friends both have blue widgets. Like that kind of nonsense. It sounds terrible. It's obviously written to try and spoof relevancy. Don't do it. By the way, you'll get penalized for that and you'll get penalized for blog comment spam and you'll get penalized for EMDs, maybe. By the way, if you keyword stuff now, you get what's called a keyword stuffing penalty. And if you wanna know more about that, go listen to episode two, okay? In episode two, I talk about three of the most common types of penalties. I also talk about negative SEO and I talk about how to identify and how to fix and how to keep the penalties from happening in the first place. But you should probably not keyword stuff because it looks very unnatural. Okay, what else can't you do anymore? .info domains. As far as I know, and I'm not an official source for anything, but as far as I know, there has been at one point a penalty applied to all .info domains. And as far as I know, there are no other TLDs or top level domain, which is whatever comes after the dot. So if you've got like .org or .net or .com or whatever, that's the TLD, okay? There are no other TLDs that have a penalty applied to all of them. Let me tell you why .info domains don't work anymore. Okay, before I do that though, let me ask you a question. Have you ever looked for something online and seen a .info domain in the results? I think I have once and I don't remember what it was. You would think that I would remember it because I was like, whoa, a .info domain. But like excluding that, I cannot think of a time that I've ever seen a .info domain in the results. And I bet you have not either. Now, let me tell you why. Back in the day, there were only a few kinds of TLDs. There was .com, there was .org, there was .net, and of course there was .gov and .edu. But people don't have access to those. So essentially there were three. There was .com, there was .org, and there was .net. And then the companies that run all this stuff were like, guys, we're running out of possible domain names. We need to come up with some more extensions. And like, let's be honest, that's true. It's very difficult to find anything that, you know, somebody doesn't own already. So one of them was .info. And it's pretty cool domain name, right? Like info, like Seems like it would be a site that, you know, explains something or provides details about something like that. That sounds pretty cool. Anyways, here's what they did. Because nobody knew what a .info domain was, they tried to get them to be more accessible, right? So when you could buy a domain name, .info domains were 99 cents. What do you think happened? Do you think a bunch of normal people bought .info domains and made websites? Do you think a bunch of spammers bought them? Because now, instead of having to spend $9.99 or however much a .com used to cost, they could buy .infos for $0.99 cents and they could buy 10 more of them for the same price. Spammers bought so many .info domains that there was a penalty applied to .info domains. I believe that is why you don't ever see .info domains rank for anything. But let me tell you, I'm not telling you not to buy a .info domain. I'm, well, I'm going to tell you don't buy a .info domain for a site that you would like to have appear in the search engines, okay? But if you're just practicing, like if you're just buying a domain to practice, .info domains are the cheapest ones there are. And if you don't care, you know, like nobody's ever going to see it, buy a .info domain. It's fine. But it's probably not ever going to appear in the search engines for anything ever. I don't care how amazing your SEO is. I don't think it's ever going to appear for anything ever. It might be. It might. But I don't know. And I would, like, I would not. 
I would not assume that it would ever. So anyways, .info domains got spammed because they were super cheap and spammers bought them and turned them all into spammy websites. And then the search engines were like, well, these are junk. So don't use a .info domain. Okay, what else have spammers ruined? Forum profile backlinks. Now, this is basically similar to blog comment spam. Let me explain forum profile backlinks for you if you haven't heard of them. You know forums. There's lots of forums on the internet. When you create an account on a forum, you have your profile page where you can say like where you're from or why you're on the forum or whatever. And sometimes there's a field where you can put an address for your website. Okay, well, that sounds cool. What do you think happened? A bunch of spammers wrote some programs that will go and create profiles on thousands of forums and put whatever web address you want in that website field. So what happens? What happens? You get thousands of backlinks from forum profiles and they happen very quickly and they all point to the same address. That sounds spammy. Would that ever happen organically? Of course not. Therefore, it got spammed. Thanks a lot, spammers. Can't do that anymore. So that's why forum profile backlinks are spammed and you can't use them. Just don't use them anyway, okay? What else have spammers ruined? Over-optimized anchor text. Okay, let's talk about this because this used to be amazingly effective. As I've talked about in previous episodes, such as episode 30, which is about the difference between topical authority, which is just another term for relevancy, and authority, one of the ranking signals that a search engine looks at is relevancy. Now, relevancy just means what does a website discuss? That's literally all it means. Relevancy is used to determine if a website will appear in a search, okay? So little, little highlight from that episode. Relevancy is, will my website appear in the search? And authority is, in the search results, where will my website appear? So relevancy is, will my website appear in the search? And authority is, where will my website appear in the search? Okay, so more relevancy is generally speaking better than less relevancy, obviously. I mean, that seems pretty understandable, right? So there's two ways to get relevancy. One is by having good content, but don't keyword stuff it, okay? Don't keyword stuff it, but have content that talks about whatever the thing is that your website is about, okay? That's how. That's one way to get relevancy. You can call it on-page relevancy if you want. The other way is by having backlinks that use the terms you want to rank for in the anchor text. If you don't know what anchor text is, I have an entire episode dedicated to it. It's called, What is Anchor Text? And why is it important? And it's also called, or how to rank any website for any keyword. And that's episode 29. If you're unsure what anchor text is, how to use it or why it's important, go listen to episode 29. But anchor text is whatever a link says, okay? If I link to you and I say, click here and click here is what you click on, then click here is the anchor text, okay? If I say, click on this website to buy blue widgets and blue widgets is the link. It's the words that you can click on. Then that's the anchor text. Okay. Anchor text is whatever words the link uses. Okay. You can get so much relevancy, or I guess I should say you used to be able to get so much relevancy by getting a lot of backlinks with your keywords in the anchor text. I would argue that that used to be the strongest ranking signal there is. Now it's authority, but I would argue that 
many years ago, that was the best ranking signal there was, okay? We consistently outranked our competition by using anchor text. And it didn't even matter how much authority the websites had really. I mean, they, they, like they needed a little bit, but I'm just saying before authority became as significant of a ranking factor as it is today, it was very easy to rank pretty much any website in the world for any keywords using anchor text. What do you think happened? People did it way too much, and now there's something called an over-optimization penalty. An over-optimization penalty is when you get too many backlinks using the same anchor text. So for example, let's say I'm making these numbers up. Do not quote me on this. Do not write this down and pretend like it's a guideline. I'm just making up this example, okay? Let's say you have 100 backlinks to your website, and 80 of them say blue widgets. Well, this is an over-optimization penalty because ask yourself, ask yourself this question. Would this ever naturally happen? If you happen to get 100 backlinks, do you think 80 of them would actually say blue widgets? No, that probably would not happen, okay? So if you get 80 backlinks, 80% 80 of your backlinks that say blue widgets, that seems like manipulation. You're gonna get an over-optimization penalty. So don't do it. Now, I just want to mention here for the, the sake of this discussion that anchor text still helps and relevancy still helps, but you can't be doing like 80% of your backlinks with a single keyword. That's a terrible strategy, okay? Don't do it. I like to play it safe, okay? I would probably stick with maybe 5%. I probably would not, like today, I probably would not go beyond 5% using a single keyword. That's probably a bit um, erring on the side of caution, but that's how I would do it nowadays. I mean, you can go more than that if you want, but I probably wouldn't. Anyways, the point is you can't do a bunch of it anymore. You can't have 80% of your backlinks. And I'm not joking. Like back in the day, there were websites that had 80% of their backlinks using the same anchor text. And they were ranking for like, they were ranking for those keywords. It totally worked. And then the search engines changed their algorithms and it stopped working and they made over-optimization penalties. And that actually happened a long time ago. But... I just want to tell you about it because it's a thing that was taken advantage of and now you can't do it anymore. So maybe we should revisit the concept of algorithms and why they work the way they do because I feel like people are going to keep doing this and then they're going to complain, oh, it doesn't work anymore. The search engines are evil. Ugh. No, you're just doing stuff that you're not supposed to be doing. Look, here's my quick rules, okay, to like defend yourself against algorithm updates. Number one, ask yourself, would this ever happen organically? If the answer is no, and don't just immediately answer, like think about it. If it wouldn't organically happen, okay, then don't do it. Just don't do it. Because even if it works today, just don't do it, okay? Now, here's another rule, okay? This is another rule. I've talked about this in the past. I'm going to talk about it again more later. But this is a very important rule. Ask yourself this question. Can it be automated? If the answer is yes, it's something that you should avoid, okay? Blog comment spam can be automated. That's why it got spammed. Forum profile spam can be automated. That's why it got spammed. Keyword stuffing, I mean, I don't know if that's a case of automation, but don't keyword stuff, you know? Um, anything that can be automated 
is going to eventually lose its importance and you're going to get a penalty if you relied on it too much. And then you're going to post on Reddit, there's an algorithm update and I'm not page one anymore and, and I hate the search engines. And then I'm going to ask you, well, what kind of backlinks did you build? And you're going to say, well, we did this thing and, and man, man, man. And I'm going to say, well, hmm, did you ever ask yourself, could that be automated or would that ever happen organically? And then you're going to tell me I'm wrong. And I don't, I don't get it. Anytime I post these rules on Reddit, people always tell me I'm wrong. They're like, that's not how SEO works. It's like, well, okay, bro, you're the one who just got a penalty. Please tell me more about how SEO works. I don't get it. Just don't do things that can be automated and don't do things that wouldn't happen normally. I don't understand. That's the most, these are literally the two most helpful things I could provide you. Like one, would this ever happen organically? If no, don't do it. Number two, can this be automated? If yes, don't do it. I don't understand because that's literally the most brilliant SEO advice I can give you. But anyways, let's keep going with this thing, okay? Because what do I always talk about? I talk about getting backlinks from authoritative websites, which is literally the number one thing. Well, the number two thing, because as I've told you, the number one thing to do is to avoid penalties. But the second most important thing you need to do is to get backlinks from authoritative websites. How do we do that? Can that be automated? I mean, probably, but getting backlinks from authoritative, that's hard work. You can't really automate that. I mean, well, somebody's going to say, well, if you're doing link outreach, you could automate the searching. You could automate the collection of the emails, and then you could write a program that would substitute in the keywords and the person's name and ask them for a link. Stop. First of all, that's not even what I'm talking about. Guest posting is dangerous and a waste of time. And link outreach is also dangerous and a waste of time. And I have an episode about that. It's called six reasons why link outreach and guest posting are dangerous and how real SEO agencies do it instead. It's episode 14. Go listen to it if you think link outreach and guest posting is a good idea. Okay. So let's ignore that for now, because I guess you could probably automate part of that process, but those aren't even good methods for getting backlinks in most cases. So let's not even talk about it for now. I'm talking about getting authoritative domains that you own and you control so there's no shady nonsense happening on them, okay? Making them into legitimate websites and building backlinks to your or your client's websites. That's the correct way to get backlinks. That's how you rank websites. Now, can that process be automated? Well, arguably, you could say that you could write a script that would search all of the domain auctions. Okay. And by the way, if you want to know like how this process works of getting authoritative domains, go listen to episode three. Okay. But arguably you could code a script that would search all the auctions, identify the ones that you want. I guess you could make a script that would bid on them for you and you just put in your maximum or something. I don't know. And then I guess, Guess you could make a script that would develop them into websites, but they would have to all be unique from each other because you can't have the same things on all your websites because that's a footprint and then all of your effort is wasted. Don't leave any footprints, okay? And if you want to know more about footprints, go listen to episode 26, which is called The Problem with PBNs, and it's also called How to Avoid and Detect Footprints. The point is getting authoritative websites to even get backlinks from in the first place takes time. After you win the auction, you still have to wait like a week to even get control of the domain, okay? So that takes a while. Building it into a legit website takes a while. Writing good content, and I'm not talking about generative content, okay? I'm talking about writing good content takes a while, okay? These, these things take a while. We've been doing this for over a decade. 
I have never seen anybody automate it successfully, which is probably why it still works. But people always want to do it the easy way. Look, SEO is not hard, okay? But it, it takes a long time and understanding the concepts can take a while, okay? Especially with all the bad information out there, okay? Because anytime somebody tries to learn SEO, what do they do? They find some nonsense online that says content is king and it doesn't help anybody because the most common question I get is something like, why aren't we ranking? We have great content. We've been writing content for two months, three months, four months, five months, six months, a year, whatever, two years. Why aren't we ranking? We have the best content. Well, you're not ranking because you don't have any authority. Well, what? I, I, just, I just heard that you just need content. What do you mean authority? Well, that's because pretty much every piece of educational information on the internet that discusses SEO is wrong. So I don't blame you for thinking that content is king. It's not king. It has almost nothing to do with anything. You get a little bit of relevancy from content, but ultimately, as I'm sure you've seen, you can have terrible content and rank just fine. So anyway, we kind of changed topics here. We were talking about things that you can't do anymore because spammers ruin them. And now we're talking about how algorithms work. But you know what? Those are actually the same things because the reasons you can't do certain things anymore is because of algorithm changes that happened as a result of spammers ruining things. So I think we're done with this episode now. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. It would really help the show out. I hope this episode was helpful. If you have any questions or want to suggest a subject for a future episode, you can contact me on Reddit. My username is Grumpy SEO Guy. You can visit the Grumpy SEO Guy subreddit, or you can email me at hello at grumpyseoguy.com. If you email me, please either whitelist my email address or check your junk folders because I've been told that my replies are going into the junk folder and it's probably because we're talking about things like SEO and backlinks and I think those words will classify an email as spam. And if you want to support the podcast because it's the best source of SEO information on the planet and it's free, you can do so at patreon.com slash grumpy seo guy and i will talk to you later you're listening to grumpy seo guy the seo podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work join us next wednesday when we talk about a new way of thinking about seo that could put you in the top one percent